You're listening to Formby Podcast. In this podcast, we're talking about natterjack toads, a rare species of amphibian that we have the habitat for in Formby. They're on Formby dunes, they're on the golf course, they're all over, but they're incredibly rare. Here's Isabel Spall. I'm Izzy Spall. I work for National Trust at Formby. I'm the project officer for Dynamic Dunescapes. Can you describe a natterjack toad? I can, yeah. They're, they're right across um, the whole of Sefton Coast, you know, right from Burtdale, right the way down to Altcar. Um, the pools they're breeding can vary each year depending on weather conditions. They're really picky. Um, some pools are naturally deeper than others, some are shallow, so they will make their choice of where they want to go depending on the conditions each year. Um, a natterjack toad is, is very similar to a common toad. Uh, they tend to be a little bit smaller with uh, shorter legs. So, um, so if you, so how big on on would it be? I'm 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 a lady. I'm quite small. <laughs> um, probably a sort of thirteen or fourteen year old's palm. So what's that? Two three inches. Yeah, two two and a half inches long. I think from from sort of snout to vent, if you like. Okay. <laughs> um, they're quite small. Um, they're much smaller than a, a common toad. Um, they're a little bit common toad can be two hands full of toad can't it it can a a gravid female a pregnant female can be yeah the the females are always bigger in toads Um, they eat snails don't they toads they will absolutely yeah they'll eat any so they're insectivores they'll eat anything that sort of moves across the dunes so a natterjack toad is two and a half about two and a half inches long um it's got very short stubby legs compared to a uh, a common toad and they crawl they don't jump um they're known as the running toad, and they've got a, a bright yellow stripe right from their snout all the way down their back. I like to think it was the go past the stripe. <laughs> really? And is, is it a proper yellow then? It's bright yellow. It's completely unmissable. Uh, they have it right away from a tiny little toadlet that are only oh, one centimetre big, and you can see it then. Um, it's really? really? Yeah, it's really bright. Really and they obvious. call them a toadlet? It's called a toadlet, yeah. So when they move from tadpoles and they get their four legs and they start to leave the pool... Um, they're called the toadlets. It's a tiny little thing. They're usually only about one centimetre long. They're absolutely minute. They're very cute. It's one of my favourite things. It makes a grain of sun look big. <laughs> um, and they still have their bright yellow stripe then. Really? And they're obviously... So they're then they grow and they go and live and they bury down into the, the sand, do Absolutely, they? yeah. So they'll leave the pools around August. Um, they fen- they finish uh, metamorphosis by then. They've grown up into essentially a very tiny toad. And they start to leave. Um, they'll go out and they'll start to feed off insects. Um, and then that very winter, they'll bury themselves into sand dunes. And it won't be for another four years, three years before they really start to breed, depending on how much they've eaten, how big they've gotten. So four years old. And then they've got to go and find... They go back to the pool that they were born in, don't they? Generally speaking, yeah, they do. Um, so the males tend to go back first um, around early May. And they sit around the pools and that's where they call. And that's that infamous call that you can hear. Um, Obviously, they're also known as the the Burtdale Nightingale, things like that. Um, They're really loud. That call can be heard, you know, for up to a kilometre and a half away. They they really boom for such a small little creature. And what does it, what's the noise of a a natterjack told? Can you make that noise? I mean, I can't, but I definitely have a recording of it. I I'll pass one along. Will you pass one on? You can pass one on, yeah. I've got one on my phone. So if I was in May and walking along the dunes, I could hear the... The Romeo's calling, could I? Absolutely. If you went out on a, a warm evening in May, where maybe it had just been drizzling a little bit, that's probably perfect conditions. They like it mild and humid. 
um you you will hear them across the dunes calling and calling uh and those calls will then attract the females and the females will then make their way to the down to the pools and that's where they will breed and would i have a natterjack toad in the garden in formby really unlikely unless your garden was right up on the <laughs> right up on the dunes because it's not sandy enough it's not sandy enough no they're they're really particular so I can't, I can't get the, uh, not that I would be out there getting a jam jar full of natterjack toes and dropping them into your pond, but <laughs> the, uh, so, so when we're at the golf club, you, you can see them all sort of hopping around. You'd, you'd know it was a natterjack toad. I don't think I've ever seen one. No, um, they're nocturnal as well. So they are difficult to spot. Um, you know, they are quite, they can be quite shy creatures as well. And they're really sensitive to disturbance, um, so one of the things that obviously makes them so rare is they're really particular about their habitat uh, and, they're, and they're quite sensitive to disturbance. So, again, that's why they're so heavily protected and any <laughs> any disturbance to them, you know, whilst they're breeding or while they're not breeding, that's photos moving and going into pools is is classed as a, an illegal activity. <laughs> yeah, but they wouldn't know if you were moving their frog spawn, would they? No, but the process of moving it... Um, you know it can damage that spawn um and so in the process it would be an illegal activity unfortunately so um any movements we do here on site um if and when required um is a is, is quite a big process um and it's something that we have to discuss with natural england and get and get permissions and licenses for formby podcast is an independent production it comes to you free. If you'd like us to tell your story, or you know of a story, contact us at formbypodcast at gmail.com. See you next time.